When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 64 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, certified life coach, Greg Audino. I'm coming at you today with a question we've definitely never talked about. We've got all new ground here, folks. Today, we are going to be talking about having an imaginary friend as an adult. Surely we all use different tactics to build connection and comfort for ourselves, and though having an imaginary friend isn't something we hear about for a lot of adults, maybe it can be useful. We're going to find out today. Here's the question. Is it okay for adults to have an imaginary friend? A lot of people talk about kids having imaginary friends whom they talk to and play with, share their secrets, etc. Some adults have them too, but they are the ones called a little cuckoo or hallucinating. Why is it so much of an odd or frowned upon thing? An imaginary friend can really know all your secrets, talk to you, never judge you, and best of all, tell no one anything. Yes, journaling is one way of doing it, but it's not the same. So my question is simple, really. Would it be so bad to have an imaginary person to talk to and share my feelings from time to time? All right. I love this question. It's a very unique question, and it's a question that I would guess a lot of people want to ask but don't necessarily have the stones to do it. So good on you for speaking up. Uh, first, first, let's talk about why it's frowned upon or seen as an odd thing. That was the first concern you had, and it seems like a good place to start. Simply put, it's seen as odd because it's abnormal. And what do many people do to connect with one another and be part of a group? Well, they identify that which is opposite from them, that which is uncommon, and they strengthen their own bond by agreeing that they do not like that thing or those abnormal things. They create a boundary, right, which gives them more common ground, and thus what they feel is a greater connection, okay? This is not the case with everyone, of course, and each person has different boundaries, but that's basically what we're looking at here. As you said, Kids are often known for having imaginary friends, and most everyone grows out of it. And that most everyone grows up to recognize someone who has not moved on from that stage as an outsider, as though something is wrong with them because they didn't develop the same way. And oftentimes, they feel they have a case because, you know, a lot of the people that publicly display behavior that would indicate having an imaginary friend are drug addicts or schizophrenics. Although in this case, Drug abusers are more likely to be seen as being somehow immoral, unlike schizophrenics. Schizophrenia is a condition that is difficult for many to understand, so they're both shunned to the side. Again, not everyone does this, but most do. It's their way of strengthening their own friendships 
which is what you are trying to do. It's the same thing. Everyone has the same goal on that front. It's all it's good relationships. However, uh, let's also not pretend that you are the first person to have these thoughts about the benefits of an imaginary friend who presumably does not have schizophrenia or another underlying condition that could be in the same realm of having imaginary friends. Like I said, I'm sure a lot of people want to ask this question of someone, but instead keep this part of themselves hidden away from what they assume is uh, impending public ridicule. Now, with that in mind, there is likely a large number of perfectly functioning adults who rely on imaginary friends from time to time, and therefore that very practice is less abnormal than anyone probably thinks it is. Is it bad to have an imaginary friend if you're an adult? Not really, I don't think so. The idea of an imaginary friend is very unthreatening, isn't it? I'd say it really all depends on how the imaginary friend is utilized. I think that's the most important thing. So listen up. Based on how you finished your question, it sounds to me like your primary goal is having a new outlet to share your feelings with. This is a great thing. I'm always championing people finding ways to express their feelings and to be honest with themselves, and that's just done in different ways. You mentioned journaling. That's one. Praying is one. Support groups are another one. Poetry, songwriting, there's tons. Why shouldn't an imaginary friend be added to this list of widely practiced means of expressing feelings? What I will remind you of, however, is what I said before about everyone is striving for the same sense of connectedness, is that that sense of connectedness is most complete when it is with other people. So if you choose to take up an imaginary friend, I would recommend doing so with the intention that over time, that imaginary friend helps you express the same feelings to other people that you do to them. So get things off your chest and say what you want to say. Then maybe ask your imaginary friend questions like, who else do you think I could trust with this information? Do you think there are some other people out there feeling this way as well? And do you think I'd feel better or worse if I finally got this off my chest and tried to own it? So if your imaginary friend is a friend worth having, you'll probably find them encouraging you to love and accept yourself for who you are and the complicated feelings that make you you and are a part of your journey. But it sounds like that's a journey for you two to go down together, so I don't want to get in the middle of it. Uh, Just make sure that your friend is a good friend, and a good friend wants what's best for you. A good friend encourages you to be proud of yourself and show yourself to the world rather than isolate yourself from it. And finally, I would be remiss if I didn't further legitimize the idea of an imaginary friend by telling you that there are several practices in the worlds of coaching and therapy that are built upon the very idea of talking to different parts of yourself. The one that's probably most popular and the one I'm most familiar with and experienced with myself is called voice dialogue. Uh, It's a little tough and long-winded to explain here, and it would be challenging to do on your own. But if you really want to add structure to the idea of extracting a better life from an imaginary friend, then I would recommend doing some research on voice dialogue and consider whether it's something that could be a good fit for you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Big thanks to the person who asked this question and helping both us and the other listeners pioneer some new ground. As usual, we really hope this episode cleared things up for you and gave you not only a new perspective, but a newfound confidence in your feelings. We are going to wrap things up. You know the drill, everybody. You can email us your own questions that you'd like answered on the show. You can send them to advice at oldpodcast.com. Advice at oldpodcast.com. We will do our very best for you. You can also check us out online. I am at gregaudino.com, and the whole team is at oldpodcast.com. It's good content, good newsletters, good everything, in my humble opinion. So check them out. All right. Thank you so much for stopping in, everybody. Cannot wait to talk to you again next time, and take care.